Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. This is JC, announcer, general contractor, and shoe cobbler for Footy Prime, the podcast. I come to you today with some grave news. I have tested positive. I have tested positive for a man cold. I have the sniffles like a wet dry vac sucking up wine on a carpet after a night of partying. My nose is running as if it were Niagara Falls. The pressure in my head is as powerful as a hyena's bite. The tickle in my throat is like a swarm of bees on Macaulay Culkin. And my temperature is that of the surface of the sun at 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit. So to Craig, James, Jimmy, Brendan, and Dan, please go on without me. (coughs) For my next sneeze could be my last. Go get this party started. What a trooper JC is. He's literally dying right now. Yeah, he still sounds amazing. He's got those pipes, eh, boys? No matter how sick he is, he's got those dulcet, velvety tones that just undress me every word. <laughs> really? What? Hold on. No, I, no, no. Just, uh, just, it seemed to flow at that point. Well, listen, you would get naked off of his tongue? <laughs> his well, dulcet tones. Not metaphoric. Who gets so naked off of the sound of someone's voice? You you might get I do with JC's. So since since Charms just you know put that thought in my head, I'm gonna leave you guys and go take way more Nyquil and you know think of that. So mm, warm fuzzy Nyquil. Yeah, is it sounds like Barry White a bit? Yeah, right. Is yeah. there certain words that you like, Charms? Is there trigger uh, when, words he, when, he, when he says my name? Daddy, <laughs> Charmaine, Charmaine, James. I was listening to the the last show back, and Wonga, I didn't realize how awful you sounded mm. until we I played it back. You were a mess on Sunday. Oh, Sunday night, I was super hung. I could I couldn't put two words together. I was foggy brained. 
Yeah. It's been a crazy week. Your internet wouldn't let you put two words together either. No, no. You're right. That's okay. You're in a much better spot now. Like it looks it looks great. There's greenery around me, plants, oxygen. Hair looks good. Yeah, my hair's all right. <laughs> you look like hey, you've Jimmy. been around you look like you've been around women in the last like, I, I seven, met, two hours. So you know, I met with Amy Walsh. We had lunch today in Montreal. Oh, she so had a wonderful show. Oh, Gosh, so you made an yeah. effort, did you? That's I made what an it effort. Is, shower, yes, yeah. the, hence oh. my hair. So, so Amy you brushed Walsh, the hair, huh? Yeah, I see. So where are you right now? You're in Ottawa. Every I'm back in Ottawa. I had a misfortunate hotel rental. And uh, so if anyone goes to Le Chabral, be careful. They might, you might get crack served with your breakfast and your bag of breakfast. You should one know of those places. Pay more than $14 a night usually. 14 bucks a night is never a deal. <laughs> Probably not good. No, I had so- to sleep beside a raccoon last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's okay. Well, wherever you are now, it looks great. So it's a much... Well, I say an improvement. I miss Bruce Lee behind you. I have to say, he's consistent. He's in the studio. He's in a good move. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's fully prime, and as you can probably tell, everyone's here apart from JC, who just passed away. But uh, well, welcome to the show. Um, full midweek action, boys, in the prem. Craig, did you enjoy midweek games in your career, or was it a bit of an inconvenience and kind of messed up your whole routine? No, as long as there are. Um... The, the Thursday Sunday routine that you're seeing West Ham play a lot of that's a bit of a pain, but the midweek under the floodlights, pretty special. Didn't you think, Jimmy? The night games are a different feel to them. Yeah, they did big time. I used to love a Tuesday night, Tuesday and a Saturday. Saturday was always three o'clock, and then Tuesday was your seven o'clock kickoff. But it was, he, Craig's right. There, there was always something. Nice about the night games. Is it because of the lights and the glistening, glittering, and the fans? Does that kind of ambience to Just it? Everything. I think the pitch was it was slick. You know the the lights. Was there bigger marketing around it too, fellas? Like, was there more push because there's less weekday games, so they build up the the midweek games a little bigger? No. No. Yeah. It's just a I might have some insight there, and no. It's not, like, it's not like they're struggling to fill the stadiums for the most part. See, I always preferred morning shows to, to evening shows. B, what about yourself? You, you, your last part of your TV career, you were doing nights, doing crazy hours. But you've also done the morning shows as well. Which ones did you prefer? Oh, that's a good point. Um, morning shows, if you don't have a game, are tough. Harder. I don't think I could actually do like the morning TV Sid Sixero circuit. I think I would struggle with that. But when we had Serie and we had those six AM games on occasion or the or the Prem seven thirty or nine on Sundays, that was fine. It's because that, it's the adrenaline of that game that hypes you up. But if it was just if it was central live at, in the morning, that would be horrible. I can always focus better in the morning. What about football, like afternoon games to evening games? Obviously your routine does change, right? Jimmy, how would your day change from a 3 p.m. kickoff compared to to an 8 p.m. kickoff, for example? They do get long. They can get long, absolutely. Um, you know, it's different, too, if you're on the road because, you know, you might have been in a hotel and you're up in the morning, you're going for a walk, you have your lunch, little kip in the afternoon. And then if it was a home game, you know, you depends. Sometimes I, I had teams where we would actually come in uh, on the day in the morning 
and just have a little walk through, a little stretch, go through set plays. Then we'd have a team lunch. And then you'd go home in the afternoon, have a little kip, and then come back to the stadium. Yeah, that's one thing. That, you know, the travel for some of the games was, you know, not extensive. So you could go day of, get there for around noon, have a nice lunch, sleep for a few hours. But the trouble was with those games, I found, Jimmy, was that you couldn't go to sleep until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because you're just – you're peaking your day for 7.30, 7.45. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And your adrenaline is just on overtime. Yeah, I could never night. sleep. No. I mean, sometimes, you know, if you played on Tuesday, uh, often they would give you the Wednesday off anyways mm. because they knew that after the match you weren't going to be able to sleep. Yeah. Um, but then I've also been in some dressing rooms if you got a big game on a Saturday and it's – means an awful lot then you're you're in on the wednesday for recovery which you could probably come in just around lunchtime have a little bit of lunch recover and then train uh thursday friday and just get yourself ready for saturday the way you guys talk about the good old days of going out i always felt like they made those games on tuesdays and wednesdays so you guys couldn't have a night out who the hell's going out and bolting on a tuesday but if you had <laughs> if you had friday night football like they do now which is a relatively new invention You'd be getting up uh, into a lot of trouble in Leicestershire, wouldn't you? Yeah, you find you find ways. <laughs> There's always a ways in the. There's always time to have some fun when you're. But there must be some cities that were just today. dead, though, right, Craig? There must have been some cities that you're never going to go out, or you're going to drive home. Because I would argue that Ottawa in the middle of February, my, where <laughs> I'm from, you're not like one thing I hated about Ottawa after living in Montreal and Toronto, you can go out somewhere in either of those cities and find a cool place to go. Cool, like things mm. happening, music, people getting smashed and drunk and dancing yeah. on a you know a Tuesday in the middle of the week. And you try and do that in Ottawa, it is, you can't. It's all government, all government people, bunch of boring bastards. Uh-oh. Okay, that's uh, Craig Forrest who said that. <laughs> but no, what city? When do you feel afraid of governments or, or or officials? You're the one flying off the handle, taking shots at organizations all the time. Yeah, that that Greg made you uncomfortable. Why? Why? Because, because you're in Ottawa right now. You yeah, think somebody's exactly. watching you? Because <laughs> because he's he's within reach. Is that it? You're like, oh no, oh, RCMP, I, I, 22 I minute no, response I don't time. Yeah. I don't care about that. I just want to make sure everyone knows it's Craig who's saying it. Um, <laughs> in, thing, in a freelance house right now. That's that's a problem. That's right. No, but were there cities that were more fun than other cities too? Like, which did you guys sleep over? Or did you always drive back or fly you, back? Or you always came back. Ugh. You're the, you just stayed Friday night, but you're in the hotel, play on the coach, back. Yeah, always, always had it back. I mean, the best for me was when I was in in Nottingham because I was in the Midlands, so you were well, home compared to Bristol City. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Bristol, you were miles away from every North. Area. North was was a journey at well, as well, trying to get out of there, East Anglia. Oh, and Ipswich too. Yeah, but we flew. I mean, if we if we were playing Newcastle, Sunderland, we'd be flying up that way. Or if we were up in Manchester, then we'd be, we'd fly up to to Manchester, and the rest of the places you end up busing. Yeah, we didn't really have that option 
because you had the Norwich airport, right? That's right. Yeah. We actually drove to Norwich sometimes and to the airport and got on. And by the time you do all that and whatnot, the coach that dropped you off at the airport beats you to Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Picks you up at the airport. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So same you're on driver, the bus, right? same driver is picking you up. And then yeah. you're looking yeah. down and you're seeing them driving faster than you. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's not like these big beautiful planes; or those small little p- propeller planes that fit like twenty people on it. Yeah. You're on props. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember, we, we came in a couple times at Newcastle, and it was snowing, and we couldn't see the runway, and then obviously the pilot couldn't either because he had to take a couple runs at it. Yeah, I remember a couple of times too when we're coming in for landings. And because they're small, like private little planes, and the uh, they'd always leave the door open for the cockpit, right? So you could see what was going on. I remember one time we were coming in, and I'm not I'm not joking. We were sideways, and I'm looking to my left, and I'm looking straight down the runway, and I'm yelling to the pilot, "Are we okay here? Because <laughs> this doesn't look like we're landing this thing." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, we're okay. It's gonna even out." <laughs> And it didn't for like another minute and a half and everybody's the old white knuckles just staring at this runway. <laughs> Eventually it came in, but they were terrible. Those little planes, any gust of wind, you were up and down. And <laughs> yeah. going, oh, well, if you crashed, you would have lost the next game, right? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, we would have probably got a 3-0 <laughs> default. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's babes. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's babes, Jesus, yeah. It's actually not, not amazing. I mean, number of flights every day, of course, there's so few disasters around the world but i mean so many football teams fly every single day every single week or every single month of every single year and there's just been like so so few bad incidents mm-hmm. over the years eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's getting better i think you have so many people checking the planes now plus the players are checking it the coaching staff's checking <laughs> everybody's going through that plane well they figured the- it out pretty much yeah. Who was it again? The guy that refused to fly, and he, oh, it wasn't Zola, was it? Who was it? No, it was Burkham. Well, Dennis Burkham. Yeah, Dennis Burkham. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. take a train mm-hmm. by himself. He flew to the, the United States to play in the '94 World Cup, and that was the last time I think he flew, taking the train all over Europe. He was so good they would allow it. You know what I mean? Like most players, you'd be like, get on. The Were there plane ever any kind of special dispensations to players in your teams, like the 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 top, top players who got a bit of a free ride from the manager? Uh, well, no, that was the all the players I played with always traveled and flew together. Would that piss yeah. you off, Jimmy, though, if someone did? Wait, what? Would it piss you off if a teammate, say you had some superstar riders and he gets different treatment, he's allowed to drive home by himself, for example. Would that, would that piss a team off? Could that cause an issue? No. Not if he's banging in goals and get my game on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever, like. whatever makes him happy. Yeah. Well, you know, Ronaldo's got um, special dispensations, right? He, he can leave the game early and walk down the tunnel in a, in a flap like he did today with his team winning. Yeah. Good result, good performance, making it about himself. All you assholes. When you – the story comes out that he had some bad piri-piri chicken – <laughs> we we can all relate to having been in that that's situation. That's very stereotypical, B. Yeah, you're gonna feel well. That's obviously that's what he's eating. Look at look how fit he is. Mm. Then you'll all feel like assholes because we've all been in that situation. 
He might have had a bad waxing. Bad anus waxing. Had to go to the bathroom. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? <laughs> you know that guy's waxed everywhere. You know it. Oh, you he, know it. He would have I mean, lasered years you're ago. You're sick, Dan. You know that. Yes. I don't think you can laser your anus, though, can you? I, was, I don't know. Why not? Oh, if you get on to bleaching, I'm, I'm out. You just gotta find. <laughs> you, just, you just gotta find somebody to do it. Yeah, that's that's true. Hey, the this one, is, I, I wouldn't want to do my own. So, why would I expect somebody else? To, it's like a jungle sometimes. Right? Makes me wonder how I keep them going. <laughs> there, are, there are doctors who choose proctology as their specialty, right? So, there's always someone for any kind of job, right? There's goalkeepers, for example. Right, yeah. goalkeepers. Yeah, goalkeepers are right up there next to the hydrotherapy colon cleansing clinics. Yeah, that's where you put them together. Yeah, yeah you're, in, you're in, in the healthcare field or you're in the football field, and goalkeepers and and those people are very very. Well, we're gonna like, save lives. Just that job. Yeah, saving lives. But, but I mean, is that? I mean, listen, you know, wearing play, gloves. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, not to bash Ronaldo. I mean, we obviously make habit of bashing Ronaldo but I mean it does it is a shame right they had a really good performance today I didn't see the game in its entirety I watched the other one um Liverpool but from what I saw from the highlights United were all over Spurs for most much of that game Lloris was great in the first half really great performance they're, they're turning a corner here and then something like that which might be trivial it might mean nothing right but he knows the cameras are on him he knows what it looks like right and optically it's terrible why do you do that? Mm, good question. Well, let B answer it. B, take Ronaldo out of this, but put another star there. This is a, still a star, but an aging star, a fading star. <laughs> and it's not Ronaldo. Fading star. If he was on any other team, walk, someone's doing this, how would you react? Oh, you mean like how does the world react when Messi does this at PSG? And how no one reacts? How it's just normal? It's cool. If it's anybody else that said the same thing, guys, had to go to the toilet. It's fine. When did, when did you do it? There's a meme. I'll I'll post it now. <laughs> don't, don't post. <laughs> and, and why are you making it. this about Messi? We're not asking about Messi. We're asking about Ronaldo. No, I kind of gave him that, but I want to see. So you don't think it's a big deal? Is that the is that your answer? No, we're making this a big deal because it's him. It's 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 the same thing in the NBA. If it's LeBron, you're talking about it. But if mm -hmm. it's Kyle Kuzma, you're not. But but Ronaldo right, knows it was so Ronaldo a, knows it was the optics though, right? He knows the cameras are on him. He understands that. He's not dumb. He knows all the bullshit written about him, if it's bullshit said about him. He knows, you know, that this whole fading star narrative, you know, and how he's uh, petulant. He knows all this. Yet he still does that. Maybe he needed to pee. Yeah. Okay, honestly. so what's uh, what's the problem here? Because he, he leaves a couple of minutes early and goes up the tunnel. In, I know the headlines will tell you, in a huff. In a huff. Mourinho used to do it all the time. <laughs> and he was using the toilet a lot. And he was criticized Mourinho for do it. The same. Managers sometimes walk off a minute before the, the whistle's gone. Two minutes before, they'll walk down the tunnel. Guys on the bench sometimes will go a minute or two before because they can get in. They can go to the washroom quickly before the manager comes in for the team talk. Yeah. I remember... West Ham, I was on the yeah. bench and uh, coming near the end of the game, about five minutes left. And Harry Redknapp uh, was like to Frank Jr. or Frank Sr. 
his assistant. It's like, all right, let's uh, let's put John Hartson on. Let's let's get him on the big man. Where where is he? Oh, he might he must be warming up. They're looking down the sidelines at Afton Park. Where is he? They go. I said, I think he went down to the tunnel. <laughs> and they went, all right, big man, go find him. I go, okay. So I, I go in to the uh, changing room. I hear the showers running. I go in there, and John Hartson's in there having a shower. Do, do, do. <laughs> I'm like, hey, John, Gaffer wants to put you on. He says, you could tell the Gaffer to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I'm not doing that, but I got to relay something. So I go back to the touchline. And he's like, where's John? I said, I found him. Where is he? He's in the fucking shower. <laughs> Every man up, he's like, he's in it, Frank. He's in the fucking shower. <laughs> That's you want to put him on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Hey, did, speaking of like coming on for, for a match and coming on for a few minutes. Did you ever see the one? Do you remember Michael Johnson? Yeah. He used to play, John used to play, he was center back for Birmingham for Derby County. His, old, his dad used to live in actually in Toronto, well, lived in Newmarket for ages, right? So he used to be coming back all the time. Yeah. And he, uh, he was about to come off the bench one time. The gaffer calls him, John, on, on you go. You're going on. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Gaffer takes his, his sweatpants off, takes his shirt off, ready to go. Stands there. Signs come up for him to come on. He's got no shorts on, just his briefs. He's got his socks, his briefs, and his jersey. <laughs> oh, it was priceless. So, Ronaldo's uh, nothing. What are you guys saying? It's no big deal. Storming a teacup, it means nothing. It reminded me the other day. All, all the tablets jumping all over it just because it's him, right? That's what we're agreeing with here. Is that the. Uh... Hey, if it gets him a move in January to a preferred destination, great. Might there be more incidents like this that uh, encourage that or speed that up? Who knows? Who knows what's happening behind the scenes? Whether he's, he's trying to get United to agree on a buyout and this is his way of not truly affecting anything but optically making things look bad so that the team go, okay, look, we'll give you what you want and we'll pay you out. <laughs> well, it's obviously not Maybe. affecting the team. Not today, anyway. They look great today, and, yeah. And let's yeah. give him a break. He could have eaten a bad curry. You never know. He is no, chicken in curry, curry. That's been... That's yeah, been chicken, wow. Chicken curry, I think curry. he's eating curry up there. Looks great. He looks like he put on a little poundage. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he's not been running as much. <laughs> he's so. got a half an ounce. He's like 0.1%. And, and he'll be that guy in like 20 years' time when he gets, you know, shown on a pitch or a monitor or a TV post-career, and he's still looking impeccable. He still looks fit, like Beckham, right? Some of these guys lose it after they retire, and I, I respect that too. It's not easy to maintain that for your entire career. can only imagine. Um, but the guys that are like the Beckhams and the Ronaldos, Zidane looks freaking fitter yeah, now than Zidane. he ever has, for example, right? Yeah. Pep, Pep keeps himself in good nick. Yeah. What about what about our Jimmy Brennan out of the six of us? Oh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's, Jimmy's a good. lean, mean machine. Well, Craig too. Craig, Craig looks the same. Apart from the hair, he looks the same as he did when he retired. You haven't seen him with his shirt off. 
Wait, I haven't seen you get a shot before either. <laughs> but Jimmy's a runner. Jimmy runs. Craig just I got a bunch of fucking freckles on my back as I somebody didn't put sunblock on it properly. Hey, <laughs> things happen in, in Mexico. It's stay in Mexico. You don't need to keep bringing this up. I have to keep going to dermatologists to check it out. <laughs> see if they're cancerous. <laughs> this is from a bad sun holiday with Dan Wong in 2008. They might, might make you go back in a cup again. <laughs> yes. But I got a freckle on that. Yeah, yeah. Just fill that cup up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one ball wonder. <laughs> More than enough. Did you ever get a rebate for the unused uh, boys that you put in the fridge? Still there, isn't it? No, he said he stopped paying the bill, so they tossed them in the bin. I presume they just blush presumed. It. You know there's a six foot six professional athlete that looks like Craig playing somewhere. Yeah. One, more than one, maybe. It could be maybe. Many. Yeah, 37. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's actually Nick Pope playing for Newcastle. <laughs> 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 there's probably some Catholic joke in there somewhere. I don't know what it is, but somewhere around there. Um, by the way, Craig, Liverpool beat West Ham today 1-0. Did you watch Jesus Christ. I tell you what, you look at that, it's the same old story like that game they played against Nottingham Forest away. Chances, really good chances. Miss penalty. Nottingham Forest, miss penalty. Bowen, miss penalty. Mo I could see Moyes at the end. He was just chewing on a wasp. He had a yeah. tough one. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was frustrated. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Liverpool got it done, but it was... Uh, from West Ham's point of view, felt that they deserve something. B, Darwin Nunez, you watched him a lot last year. Um, yeah. I know he's been getting a tough ride so far this year from certain factions. I think he's looking pretty good when he plays. Okay, He's not finishing, but he's getting chances. He scored today. Lovely header. Great ball in from Simakis. Left-hand side there. But I mean, what are your observations so far? Just because of Haaland doing what he's doing, everyone's being compared to him. And because he arrived in the same transfer window, there are those comparisons, and there always will be. But I thought he's, he's looked okay so far, given time. I think you're right. It just needs time, and it's just because that he's, you know, A-list, high-end, uh, the top of the bill. What makes him really different from Samaka? Because he played in the Champions League? Because he did it against Liverpool in the Champions League? He's still playing for Benfica, right? I'm, I, obviously, I'm ranking Benfica higher than Sassuolo. But, like, I think that, you know, Samaka is a player, an up-and-coming star. Um, that's what Nunez was. And uh, I think Nunez can be the better player. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Liverpool think that as well, considering the price tag. But just, it's definitely the timing, just the comparison to Holland and this expectation that if you spend 50 plus on anyone, then they must be twice as good as they were before you bought them. And that's just not realistic. Sometimes it takes time. Look at Miguel Almiron at uh, Newcastle. He went a few years ago now, it's been five, six seasons probably. I think mm -hmm. he, just now he's hit the level that everyone thought he could hit at Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And what a great player. I'm not saying yeah. it's going to take six years for Nunez, but there's definitely some players that don't aren't afforded patience. And when you bang in goals in the Champions League and you got an exotic name with an NA and accents in it, people think, oh, you got to be superstar from the get-go. I don't think no you'll score 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you meant. That. Huh? <laughs> you got your Nunez and Holland mixed up, yeah. Yeah. Newcastle, by the way, did you see Amaron's goal today? Yes. Yeah. Oh, pretty special. One time, uh, left-footed, curling top corner. Beautiful. 
good he player, actually, man. He, he, I don't know if he absolutely meant it, but it, he uh, he took a little bit off at which it absolutely beats the goalkeeper hands down because uh, it's going at a slower pace, just perfect, just to bring the ball down underneath the crossbar. So, well, Craig, even that Nunez goal, I mean, that's got to be one of those really frustrating ones for a goalkeeper because it, it bounces quite shallow right and then goes so high like it mm. wasn't hit a pace by any stretch you see it the whole way it's just yeah. physics means you can't get to it yeah you got no chance of getting to it you can learn you can live with those yeah, what are you gonna do so. not when you lose one nil though and that's the goal must kill you mm. well better than one slipping through your fingers yeah but there must be those ones like what charms just described that they're happening almost in slow motion like you're just you're now instead of trying to stop it you're watching yeah right yeah on a pure... you see that panenka that uh, in the playoffs against minnesota mm. yeah and the goalkeeper was actually went the right way and the ball is like literally like above him but because he's on his ass he can't do anything about it <laughs> oh <laughs> he's just swatting swatting flies he? Oh. Eh? <laughs> he's washing windows ah! <laughs> I got a winner anyway. I got a big kick out. Jimmy, as a coach, if you saw any of your players practicing Penenkas, I mean, maybe you have. What would you tell them? Uh, Don't fucking miss. Don't fucking miss, and make sure you (laughs) score. Otherwise, don't come into that dressing room. I would imagine that that's not a practice that is appreciated, uh, certainly by managers. So, where do these guys do that? They go into the 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 thing is too right, and I'll tell you this now, and Craig can attest to this. If you tried that in training, right, when, you know, sometimes you line up and guys will take penalties, right? And if you start doing that, the keepers will grab the ball and they will boot it as far as they can or they'll walk out of the net. (laughs) They will leave. They have zero time for that. If you're going to take a penalty, proper penalty, they'll die for it. You're absolutely 100% right. And that doesn't – that – is it doesn't sway at any football club. No. You fuck around like that. Oh my god. Or even if you're even to... if you're buddies, even if you're boys. Oh yeah. Oh even yeah. more. If they, kick or, the ball they try further. to chip you and they never try to chip anybody in their life. And then they try and chip you in a game or something in a in a practice and you're just like, get the ball and just fucking punt it. Or punt it at them. Yeah. <laughs> and it hey, I'm telling you so say say like four or five of us were were taking PKs and we've got a ball each, whatever, just having proper penalties. They will boot it the length of the pitch and you've actually got to go by yourself to go get that ball back. Yeah, the coach would be like, yeah, the man's not going to get it. Nobody else is going to touch that ball. You have to go get it yourself. <laughs> so back to my question, where does Alan Velasco and players try this? It's someone's back garden? They go into oh, the park? In, after training with no goalkeepers. <laughs> Are there any other faux pas at training, things that you just don't do? It's just kind of the unwritten rule. Don't, don't fuck around. Don't try this. Don't do that. Uh, no. Don't embarrass the veteran. Don't nutmeg I mean, the captain. Those yeah, well, yeah, what about nutmegging? Is that one? Yeah, well, if you, if you nutmeg somebody, everybody's going to, the, all the other lads are going to absolutely take the piss out of the guy that got nutmegged. That's what happened with that... Uh, John Hartson and Isle Berkovich when he punted him in the head when he was after he got nutmeg by Isle. Um, yeah, but if you nutmeg somebody, you, you better 
keep your feet light and that on their feet because you might get somebody coming through the back. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. If it, happens, to... if it happens, if it happens in training and it's, you know, defenders coming, you just slip it across and you continue and have a shot and go and just get on with the game, then it's not bad. But if you start laughing and giggling yeah. when you're high-fiving your teammates, Give it a woo. yeah, that guy, that guy that, <laughs> megged, that you megged, he's going to get you at one point. He'll get you at some point in training. I was just, for some reason, I was thinking of Jimmy's face after he tried a panenka, and I'm not saying that this happened. But I have to say, I could see him smiling on that long walk and, like, giggling to himself, because I know I would be. It might be yeah. worth it, to like, if you, we had stacks and nets, and he's keeper, and then he punted it. I, I could, that might make me laugh a little bit. Yeah. No, it's true. It's just sometimes, <laughs> see? You'll, you'll, do, you'll, do a, you'll do a penalty, and you'll try something, right? A little bit yeah. different, and... And then as soon as you see the keeper get it, he's fuming already. And you're like yelling at him, please, no, no, don't plead off for fuck's sake. Why'd you do that? Remember Zidane did it in the world, it was a World Cup final, wasn't it? When he, and he had just clipped the bottom of the crossbar on the penalty? That's right. Yeah, bounced in. Well, I can't remember that. Zidane, did he? he had a penalty to the, he had a penalty he before. Sent off. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he didn't make it to penalty kicks. Oh, no, sorry. No, it was just an, a penalty during the game. Semi-final? During the game. He did a it little surprise me. Under, under bar. I'm sure yeah. he did. Mm. Yeah, it just clipped the underside. It was like, ooh, 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 I tell you. Yeah. You could easily put them over. You know what, what's funny is we're getting to that point. This was a busy week, obviously, with midweek games, but these weeks that where there's not been an after the international break, especially, people are amped up and excited for the World Cup coming. So they go historical. If you see some of those 2006 teams and some of those stories, like it's crazy some of the players that were involved. And that Brazil team, for example, four years removed from winning the World Cup. Like, Ronaldo was old. Ronaldinho was old. I know Ronaldo played a few more years. Um, there's Roberto Carlos. There's there's quite a few few players throughout there, 06. Um, Figo was playing in, in 06. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what a, what a wild tournament that really doesn't feel like that long ago in normal life, but in yeah. football terms. It, that's generations of players. These guys that are in their 50s now. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, you look at the the Portuguese team, the Brazilian, the French team, yeah, the Argentinian team, the, the players that were playing, England. Yeah, well, that French that team in '98 and 2000. Um, you know what a team that was. But Didier Deschamps, who who seemed a little bit old then, was their captain, and now he's managing the team. Still looks really old. But I remember that World mm-hmm. Cup so well. And now he's like this this veteran international manager. It, it doesn't help. You try and feel, you know, try and feel young again and feel good about yourself, and you think, no, actually, I'm an old, I'm an old fuck. That's what I am, <laughs> an old fuck. Yeah. I remember these tournaments like they were yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they're so many years ago now. Well, Jimmy will know this. Like you, you retire, and then you know all the players, and then slowly but surely, the players that you played with start retiring. I think Joe Cole was the last guy that. I played with no maybe Defoe maybe oh. Defoe uh, for you yeah and then and then all of a sudden they start managing like Frank Lampard or you know retire like Rio Ferdinand he was a kid at West Ham really oh the kids are playing for now. a few years you know yeah the kids uh, of your kids kids of your young friends are yeah, now playing well, that's right right yeah like yeah Jimmy. is that weird for you Jimmy to watch Brennan Johnson ripping it up. Yeah, it's wild. It is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or D Rose kid, same. Ozaze. Yeah. 
yeah. ripping it up at York. I think for a lot, a lot of people who mm. feel like it wasn't that long ago, Dero was playing it. He retired in fifteen. Yeah, after fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that must be quite uh, when you start realizing. I mean, it's, it's the same B though for us when we we watch sports our whole lives and <laughs> you, you feel that you're part of the group for a long time. You know that yeah, I, I could still be you know I'm that person's you know same kind of his age, and then you realize you're thirty five, like you are now. There ain't that many 35-year-olds playing professional sports anymore. When you're my age, they've been retired a very long time. Right? Yeah, it's, it's depressing because for your whole sports-watching life, when you really loved it, you were part of that. And, and you looked up to these players. I can't look up to footballers now because I'm <laughs> so much older than they are. <laughs> you can't relate. No, I can't relate at all. But maybe it's just a, a respect level that's changed because I bet you you have a long list of players that you respect in None. ways that with other players you would have described as looking up to. Holland, you respect. Yeah, Messi, no, of course. You no, you respect their ability. Um, Diego Costa, respect. you respect for ruining Who's people's sorry? lives. Diego Costa? For being the <laughs> I, king I of shit I mean, a guy in his 50s still playing. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. He looks like... He, there's no way he is what he says he is. There's no, what is he, like 32, maybe 33? You think Diego Costa is the satchel page of soccer? He's just lying. <laughs> he's out yeah. here. No one knows what his age is. He's 50. When he broke through, when he first came aboard from Atletico, ah. and I think he was 25 years old, wasn't he? And it's like, there's no chance he's 25. He looked and if boring. he is, he's at some life. <laughs> he's, uh, he was born in 1988. He is 34 Bullshit. years old. He just turned 34 on the 7th. Happy belated Diego da Silva Costa. He could be your dad, B. <laughs> Papa, he, could be. he really could. And you know, so right. the table right now obviously, Arsenal and Man City didn't play, they were supposed to meet this week. That's been delayed, but it's tight in the table. But this brings me, Wonga, I know you've been really looking forward to bringing this up. You, you sent us a little text just before we uh, went live today. Right, and yes. I, I can't forget about it because you love robots, you love computers, and you love bullshit. Yes, it is bullshit. <laughs> it's basically should have been turning around. I love bullshit. I really love bullshit. And I even like bullshit more than the other people who like bullshit. So, yes, that's what so this is. So talk about this bullshit. Uh, there's a supercomputer super that ran all the numbers through, and uh, I came up with the, the end end of the season table and oh now i have to pull it up um and it has <laughs> dan hasn't got a supercomputer obviously he only I wants know. to produce the show so you can run with the show but don't yeah. turn it around on him turn it, thank you are you singing is that your song that song. was my song yeah no in our private message i love these pings we're 13 minutes in and the, the, the ping is mentions and you list the mentions that we have to <laughs> well come on so supercomputer predicts final premier league table after arsenal take four point lead and liverpool beat man city so it's a big play and then uh, of course this is what they're saying supercomputer com- predictions so i'm going to call a supercomputer steve steve says city Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea. Those are the top four. I'll give you five and six because there's uh, champions in Europa. Tottenham and Manchester United are the fifth and sixth. That's pretty close to what it is now, no? Wait, so Arsenal what, what, City? what do you need a computer for? Yeah. Yeah. Do you need a super-duper computer for that for? Right? That's pretty much... Yeah, yeah. I tuned out it's there not because just guessing right. It's got some algorithm here, and it's got some AI it's using. It's not just like to randomly throw names in into a hat here. Well, Did we'll I hear that at the end right? of the season, right? We'll see. 
Did you say Liverpool's <laughs> yeah. winning? Listen, there's there's no, too many. No, Liverpool's three. There's too City many tangibles in football for all that nonsense. Yeah. Way too uh, many. Although Jimmy's not going to like to hear this. In 20th, Nottingham Forest. Yes, yeah, right. it's full of shit, Steve. <laughs> they're going, they're Steve, going down. They're going Steve down. the supercomputers. Full of shit. They're going to go down I, with all these money. I have more faith in like an octopus or something picking out champions. Yeah. yeah. We'll be seeing those pretty soon, right, for the World Cup. Always happens. Oh, oh there's an octopus called Nelly. Ah. It's decided that Brazil is going to win the World Cup. How smart. It's a goat called Nora. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Wait for it. It's coming. But you, ne- you never go back and find it, you know, find out whether they're right or not. You know what I mean? Really, you, you prick. You were wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone Eat ate it. that octopus oh, shortly after that. So wasn't that, was that on TSN? Fried calamari. Was that the, a TSN the, bit? The octopus? The, the octopus? It was no, one. they may have aired it, but it wasn't. No, no, no. I wonder they, if it will be a camel in Qatar. Didn't they have a monkey that span a, <laughs> spun a... Yeah, there was like things like... It was TSN had a lot of It was of a bits. monkey, and then they stopped doing it because of their complaints, I think, about... um. Uh, exotic animal animals abuses. right D- yeah. Duffy exploiting monkeys <laughs> <laughs> was a, I think on trade deadline day they brought a goat in they had a that goat or a llama it was excuse me it was a llama they brought a llama into the studios at TSM on NHL trade deadline I coverage. can't believe we well, missed like, that like on asking Duffy us. about a bit he was oh. telling us how you know they got to kill off like twelve hours of coverage on trade deadline, which we know I've watched enough of it over the years, and they got to find ways to kill time. And I guess a goat, a llama, or an octopus is a way to go. Guess so. I did the prediction thing with Samson at CBC. We went, I brought Samson to CBC, and he uh, he picked uh, Canada to beat the states in women's hockey. How? Uh, how did he? How did he choose? Well, he only he's uh, he leans left, so uh, realized after three straight tries that he went for the treat on the U.S. flag, flipped the flags. So they would pick the Canada one. So four tries, he went left every single time. Did, did Canada win? 50-50, wasn't it? Canada did win. Canada did win in the end. No, I don't can know what it is. Can we use him in one of our shows, like World Cup shows? Can we use him to predictions? As the predictor? Well, he's already got experience, national TV experience. Yeah. His rate is high. Oh, we got to have to <laughs> Yeah, he I've can got handle a big the bag of kibbles state. and bits. You've got a whole big, you've got a new ball of chili, a new, a big, new batch uh, of chili on his stove. He's got Samsonite's name in it. <laughs> for the right collection of red bell peppers, uh, avocados, and carrots, he he would be up for it. Avocado fan, is he? He's a big avocado fan. Yeah, Elena hates this because I uh, because avocados are expensive in the fruit category. Actually, avocados can be bad for your dogs, but you give them a slice. They love the taste of it. You give them the lick of the spoon. That's what I do. I let him lick the spoon after I do the dig out. And he mm. loves it. Butterfruit just dro- drools all over the floor. Hmm. Nice. Jimmy, tell me, if you had to like put some money on a bet that an animal picked, like which animal would you trust the most? Would I trust the most? None yeah, of them. I know it's about four animals, so. Not <laughs> but what I would do if I was hosting it, I would get a sloth and just piss everybody off because it would take forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I knew you would love that long walk, Jimmy. Yeah. Getting the ball. You're just like, no, no, don't. You're like, I got him. I fucking got him. It just when he's ready to walk back. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'd be yelling at everybody, hey, don't rush him. Don't rush yep. him now. <laughs> I think that Argentina is going to come oh. second. Talking oh, slow. 
good. You know, three hours of pregame, that would be, <laughs> yeah, be yeah. That's be how you fill it. Yeah, yeah. sloth yeah. TV. We need more animals on TV, I think. Great. Um, speaking of animals, um, terrible segue. MLS salaries list on, came out. Ooh. Now, Jimmy, you must have hated this. I'm assuming the players hate it when these are made public, aren't they? No, it's a players' union that make it public. But why do they? Comparison. Well, so they, got, they wanted to get it out so they could get pay increase. Yeah. So when, because when the league, the league, because the league's growing, they're building stadiums, they're getting all these sponsors in. They're saying, "Well, this is what you're paying the players, and it's not equating to what you guys are making and TV deals and everything that you're doing." So they were kind of get get the way get the wages yeah. out yeah and that American way. sports is very uh interesting that way because all the players unions release it nhl major league baseball nfl yeah. that's interesting never thought that way. so it's a union as opposed it's a collective rather than the individual because individually i mean i'm assuming you didn't want people to know how much you're making did you it must be pretty awkward for a lot of guys um well, I mean, you can. It's good for comparison, though. If you want to, yeah. you know, you're looking at somebody that's comparable to yourself or whatever. It's making if, if you're lower. <laughs> well, right. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Craiger, Craiger <laughs> B put out that right? C, Craiger B put out that CF Montreal. Those six Canadians were making one point four, and I think Craig, you said something like, "What value?" Right? Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, the six Canadians. Yeah, they're just not. It was under under one and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. For all six of them, crazy. Um, well, the senior's do- making more in a year than than two thirds of the teams combined, right? Well, the entire roster's combined, or something crazy. That's right. This is the first time I've seen Berna's number. Bernadeski's the second highest paid player in the league at well, he was he at seven, more than six and a half, more than six less than seven. Yeah, I thought it was um, it was Shakiri, wasn't it? Second, was it was it Bernadeski? It was Bernadeski. It was T- okay. TFC one two, and it's nice to see them at the top of a table. <laughs> well, Bale, Bale then, probably going. What the fuck? I got uh, two and a half million. I think Bale's on or something. Bale's on. Bale's on Tam. It's a Tam deal. Yeah, it's not not DP. Yeah. No, he's on something like one point six. They did this with Ebro though. If you remember, Ebro's first deal was like one and point one, something stupid low, and then the next year he got eleven. Oh, I see. I see. And then he was out. They do and a full golf course package this year, with Bale. Is Bale's not signed beyond this season. I don't think. No, he is. He did a deal to 24, I think. Or was it, excuse me, maybe it was options. Remember, because Max Bretos was talking about that? I think it's options. Yeah, I think it's options. I don't think it's a solid deal necessarily. But there's seven players on Toronto SC making a billion dollars or more. No other team has that. Seven guys. Galaxy are close, about six players. Seven guys making a million or more in MLS. In Canada. Which is on 1.2, and uh, Crescito was, I, th- I think, 1.6 or something. So they're the two highest paid fullbacks in the league. Good for Richie. Bloody deserves yeah, it. Absolutely. That's, I think that's more than what they rumored the offer was but, uh, when he didn't sign and then, then he moved on. So good for Richie. People yeah. get so pissed off with how much players make. It's never bothered me. Like, good for them. I've always thought that, right? I mean, anyone that says, oh, it's bullshit, he's making 10 million or 5 million or 500, who cares? Good yeah. for him. For it's me, whatever, fill, fill your boots. Yeah. But I would like to see the Canadian players get their worth. Yes. And pay yeah. them. Because yeah, there's something telling about that, isn't there, Jimmy? Even when I talk about yeah. the six players for, for Montreal, that, you know, Canadians generally, when you look around the league, I mean, Kone, I mean, okay, he's just come. 
you know, to the forefront. It's 68 grand, right? So, but generally speaking, I would say they're undervalued. Of course. If those Canadians were Colombian, Argentinian, whatever it is, they had that flag next to their name, they'd be making a lot more money than what they're making now because they're Canadian. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Um, Wong, are you going anything in the big old mail sack today? He's nodding, audience. I do. Yes. Sorry, I had to turn my mic off because my supercomputer and grumbling. You know when your older brother grumbles and you're not sure what it's about? That's what my, he's doing right now. <laughs> he's right over there. He's right over there. He's now he's muttering to himself because I'm talking yeah, about saying, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what he's saying. He wants he wants nothing to do with your little friend chat here <laughs> that you do weekly from his living room. Okay, we get a lot of the same people asking questions, but this was a really good one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that I don't know his name. His name is Malin Smalls. That's what we're gonna go with. And this is what Malin said. He asked, uh, "If we had to change any rule that you guys could change, what would it be?" And his rule was, "Would change VAR to a timed VAR." only a certain amount of time and that's it. And then it's the play on the field stands. So is there anything that sticks out for you guys to improve the game? It's about not just what bothers you, but what improve, what would improve the game? Jimmy, Craig, let's start with you. Hmm. No, let's start with Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Jimmy's going to just throw it back to you. To improve. Okay. I would say that they use VAR and we still see embellishment in the game. And I think they should use that to fine or suspend or somehow uh, do something retroactively after the fact if players are serial divers. Retroactive penalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. A little bit more strict with that. Would it have to also be... And this is where you guys would know, does there have to be not just a gain penalty, but a financial penalty too, to stop it or to make it a bigger deal? Yeah, probably. Yeah, suspensions. I mean, look, you know, I think as well, these guys that uh, are looking to get players sent off where, you know, they're holding their face, Mm. nothing happens, ref comes over, sends them off. And I'd like to see those guys get punished because I think it's disgusting when they do that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. B, do you difficult have any, though, right? It's so subjective. It's difficult. Yeah, I would change VAR to a timed VAR, and yeah. I would. Uh, <laughs> I think Malin Malin Smalls there. Bang on, <laughs> bang on. Yeah, I think I think a time time would help it, but at the same time, too, you do not run the risk. It's a double edged sword of them rushing the decision, of them not sitting and analyzing it. Uh, it on you know on paper, it sounds good. But so did communism to a lot of people. Jeez. Wow. Look at that. Got all political <laughs> on me. I think when you look <laughs> at the, but when you look at VAR, right? Yeah. And the play's going on, and then about 30, 40 seconds later, they're getting in the ref's ear. Right? Come have a look at this. So they've already looked at it. So there's something there. And then by the time the ref runs over, that's another minute, two minutes. So how much time do they actually need? Well, they want the referee to do it, the actual official to be make the final decision, right? That's why they call them over if 
they think that he should have a look at it, which is basically telling them that something's there. Yeah, something's (laughs) there. So if I'm in your ear going, Greg, listen, have a look at this. We just, the four of us have just looked at this in the booth. Something's there. Come have a quick look. And I'll be going, look, see that play? That's a foul. That's a handball. You'd be like, yep, done. Handball. See you later. Well, we just had this incident. I mean, the CF Montreal game, they used VAR for that final penalty kick. And what I always get confused is, and this is to Jimmy's point, the play was already going on again. And then all of a sudden it was a, and then I was standing around waiting. Guys were standing around waiting. And there's something about it messing with the fluidity of the game. And that's where I'm, and I don't know, I don't watch it enough to go, but the, obviously the falling down and embellishment that if you, we could use VAR for that, that would, that would seem like a really good use of VAR. The trouble yeah. is though, that in, in different parts of the world, it's accepted, right? And it's, it's not considered yeah. bad. So that's all very well. So, you know, in, in Argentina, it's viewed differently to Scotland, for example, but then you get to the world cup, then what gives and what goes. That's the problem. It's so subjective. I hate it myself. I despise embellishment. It's the yeah. purge of the of the sport in many ways. But many cultures think it's okay. It's all part of the sportsmanship. Try and con the referee. It is, and it's okay because it's like, well, if you can con the referee, that's great. But now there's a thing in place that stops you from doing that. So, fortunately, they're going to have to adjust to it. Mm-hmm. And if they get yep. caught flopping around, at least the penalties at the World Cup that were given in the past for flopping or embellishment. Now the VAR is going to stop that. That's mm-hmm. what I like about having that as a, as a backup for you. Jimmy, did you get booked a lot as a player? I had a few bookings. Yeah. Shirt grabbing as the guys went by him. Any more from the mail sec there, Wonga? Yeah, we have to do a shout out to our boy Danny D Daniele Danielle Daniele Danielle. How about Danny Dicchio? Danny Dicchio. Yeah. It's his birthday. <laughs> it is his birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a good one. That the, was a Stevie uh, Wonder. The antithesis yeah. of a smooth birthday delivery there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Rule number one, get the name right. I always get it. Well, I want to. He always says, Dan, I think it's Danielle. Right? You want Danielle, to, isn't it? Danielle. Danielle, 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 Danielle. Danielle. Like the way his mom calls him. Yeah. Also, I tried to set um, charms up for this when we were talking about Diego Costa birthdays. And I was like, it's a birthday. His birthday was just a few days ago. And charms went. So uh, Zinedine Zidane looks like a fit individual still. <laughs> Best shape of his life. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, my, so your, your cost of line was to get me to Dicchio. Is that what it was? The whole birthday thing was to get uh, you to Dicchio. Yeah. But but if it wasn't for JC messaging in our dark web at 6.52 p.m., uh, hoping that Dicchio was still in our dark web chat, I wouldn't have known either. So I don't think he is, though. I think he would have um, removed He would have turned us off ago. ages ago. Oh, yeah. Muted yeah. notifications for sure. Anyway, Dicchio, sure happy birthday. Yeah. Happy that wraps birthday, up Wonger's mailbag. How about that? All right. <laughs> that was a good sack. Anything else you want to get to, boys, before we uh, say farewell? Can we? No mention of the Ballon d'Or? Sure. No, no mention of how the game has gone? Um, how we've 
We got Drake's owl in the front of Barcelona shirts in El Clasico, and now Bad Bunny is walking away with the Ballon d'Or. I just read somewhere that um, there's talk about Shakira being the next name on Barca. Did I, I knew there? one person was going to get it. Uh, I wasn't listening. Sorry, I was jumping ahead there. But sorry, repeat the joke. Hey, by the way, I think Forrest thinks he's in a team photo right now. <laughs> What's he doing? He looks just, like just a keep vampire. Just, just keep her gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> like he's in a funeral in his coffin room. More like. Remember, I did. I I had my hands like that in Azteca, and I had Voight gloves. Remember, you know, Voight. They they make fucking volleyballs, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they and this Mexican guy approached me in the hotel and said, You offered me, I don't know what it was, like five thousand US dollars to wear them for the one game. And I was like, Well, it's pieces of shit, but the weather's so dry, it didn't matter anyway. I could wear no gloves at all. So I did it. I'm like this <laughs> doing the little advertiser for him. Oh all that introduced you are you sure? And I'm just like, Bob, like my hands are like fly paper. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that you were. It was an endorsement. I thought you were talking about some rich guy that just wanted the gloves. Yeah, that's what I thought too. John oh Voigt's no, no, no! It was an endorsement. John Voigt's trying to get into this soccer game. <laughs> this sport's gonna blow. It's, it's America's fastest growing sport since 1979. I'm gonna pick a Canadian guy at the Azteca to wear my <laughs> Brandon gloves made out of leather and paper mache. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, where were you? Anything else apart from Voigt gloves? You want to touch on? Yeah, this Blondor. Okay, Blondor. We got to do one the Blondor mentions. Can we you talk Ballon d'Or water? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Give us yeah, your so thoughts on it. Uh, Team of the year look. was Man City. Yeah, yeah. Not because you know they were a collective team of the year, but they had the most nominations of any team. And that's why they got it. Um, but well, nothing too controversial, was there? I don't think. No, Benzema totally deserved, right? I think everyone can be happy to see the kind of career that he's had. You can, I think you can separate the art from the artist and say he might be a total asshole as a person. But as a player, um, he's pretty special. And what he's been able to do in the absence of Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, to be the guy and have the season that he did last year, and leading Real Madrid to the Champions League, which I don't think anyone predicted. And on that day, leading up to the final against Liverpool, everyone pegged Real Madrid as the the underdogs, steep underdogs, despite who they came through to get to that point in the final. Good on him to uh, to get rewarded, even if he did totally copy Tupac style from 1996 <laughs> with the glasses and the uh, the collared shirt. Mm-hmm. I liked I it though; I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it didn't seem too over the top this year. The ceremony. It's usually a little bit over the top, but not too crazy this year. Seems a bit more understated. Did you find that? Yeah. I mean, the red carpet was big. If you saw the cover, the coverage started on DAZN at 12, uh, and the ceremony wasn't until 2.30. The show didn't open until 2.30. So they just run this red carpet scene. And I guess people find that interesting. There's a lot of celebrities. Friend of the show, Kaylin Kyle, was at the Ballon d'Or ceremony as well. So it's quite the spectacle. But you're right. I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that there were some midweek games as well in a big league like the Prem. And also, too, that this is a World Cup year in less than, well, in the middle of the season, 30 days away. So if that may have muted it as well. Yeah, it was a weird one being done when it was in the previous season, not the calendar year. So a little bit different to usual. Yes, totally. And but Pedro Pinto's not hosting. Does it, did yeah. it even happen? I mean, love drugs. No, you're right. I don't think so. 
is no Pedro be an asterisk, Pinto. Be an asterisk but right beside it, I think. No Pedro Pinto. But things should return to normal next year when Messi wins it again. So, you know, <laughs> ah, normalcy resumes. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, uh, that's we, about it. We know who's going to win it. No, no, no that, was, that was a great ending, Charms. The uh, Kareem rises to the top, doesn't it? he's been dripping those in uh we got to mention if you want to watch the english premier league exclusively on fubo tv fubo tv.com slash footy prime to subscribe help out your favorite podcast and if you're laying down any mo on some wins north star bets our friends will get you there so uh there you go charms now you can finish off by the way, you can get Messi, I think, at plus 1,000 to be the Golden Boot winner at the World Cup, which is pretty decent odds. Interesting. Just really? Saying. Yeah. 1,000 to 1. Mm-hmm. I'd put a dollar on that. I know. Is that, or is it 100 to 1? No, 1,000. No, no. Yeah, plus 1,000 is 100 to 1. That's 100 to 1. Okay. I'd yeah. still put I'd put $10 on that for Messi. He's mm-hmm. due. <laughs> he is due to the World Cup. <laughs> 35. He's and then he can retire. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. Jimmy, Craig, Wonga, JCB, thanks very much. Uh, we'll be back in the next couple of days on uh, Friday, I guess, for uh, what's it called again? News and such. That's the one, news and such. All right. Until then, keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening. Jesus Christ, I'm finishing your sentences. <laughs> I can marry a couple. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Donald, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.